2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. All right, Tiki and Tierney back on the Fan at 1242 on this Thursday. A little round and around. Another uh, offseason, another hiring cycle for the Jets. The Giants, thankfully, got off that maddening carousel. The Jets are on it, again, at least pertaining to the OC and some other positions. So we have a lot to hit. Obviously, we'll get into the Giants and the Vikings and some coaching situations and uh, a lot of stuff floating around the NFL as always. It's time for the Ian Rappaport Report brought to you by... Kia, Kia's season of giving back. Visit kia.com slash season of giving back to learn more. By Total Orthopedics, the experts at getting you back to being you. By Town Fair Tire, nobody beats Town Fair Tire, nobody. And by Collars & Co., makers of the best polos on the planet. Visit collarsandco.com. You know, Ian, we have the tendency to remain in our little warped local bubble. So you take us on a broader, a broader more macro view here. Uh, from the outside looking in, is this Jets OC position is that a is that a desirable position right now when you factor in everything?
3: So I sort of don't think about it like that because to me everyone is desirable and everyone could be fired after one year. So like I was you know I saw some of the I was I wasn't in the Woody Johnson interview but I saw some of the quotes and I saw obviously what Robert Sala said and people asking you know because it's sort of a must win year what is it like I don't know that that means anything because theoretically they all could have been fired this year. Like we had two one and done coaches uh, this year in the NFL or not one and done. We had one, one and done and one coach fired after a contract extension. So to me, it's, you know, it's New York, which is a lot. You don't know who the quarterback is, which makes it challenging. But if you're a veteran OC, my guess is you come in and know who you're targeting so I think it's desirable enough to answer your question. But what about
0: uh, – I gotcha. And I think you can make a case equal parts both ways. I, I got you. But what about the notion that – I don't know how hot it's going to be, but obviously right. Salva's got to start making the playoffs next year at some point. I, you know, I know Woody took a pass on that statement, but let's use common yeah. sense. Year three, got to start winning. How, wh- where is the desirable – like why is it desirable when the head coach might be on the hot seat? They're all in the hot seat. Yeah,
3: but not – I know what you're not wrong. You know what I'm saying? You so, you know like, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but to me, like, these are good jobs. It's going to be a three-year deal probably. Most OC and DC jobs are three-year deals. So if you're a coach and you come in and you say, well, I'm going to go be an OC for a year, I could be awesome and we could go to the playoffs and we're good. And if you win in New York, it's a very, very cool thing, as you guys know. Yep. Or, Actually, I don't know. I, <laughs> well, some one I got sports.
0: You. I got you.
3: I got you. Maybe not your sports, but yeah, some sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so I mean, I I just think if you're an OC, you know, let's say you're a pass game coordinator or something, right? Let's say you're uh, Kevin Patula from the Eagles, right? And you have a chance to be an OC. You've been binding your time. You've been waiting for the opportunity. You're not going to be like, all right, well, maybe I'm not going to take this job because we could get fired. Reality is. If you're an OC and you're taking over, you're like, well, I'm going to take over, we're definitely not getting fired now. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. And I think okay. I think when you talk about, you know, you see success, let's look at Mike Kafka. He has one year. It's not even they're not even in lead offense, but they kind of fixed Daniel Jones and he's already yeah. getting head coaching, you know, requests. Not that he's going to be a head coach anytime soon, but it just it does something when you have success uh in in New York. Who do you think the most likely candidates are for OC?
3: Um, I mean, one I just mentioned, you know, Kevin Batulo. I, I would say, you know, if you look at, um, you look at the history of some of these guys, right? You look at, let's see, Robert Saul was in, uh, was in San Francisco, you know, who's the guy behind, who's the next guy behind Kyle Shanahan? You know, I think that would be one. Um, you'd say like, all right, well, maybe the Jets, might they be in the mix for Derek Carr? I don't know. Raiders are looking to trade him. That process is beginning. Certainly an option. He's had a lot of success with Greg Olson. Greg Olson is a really good veteran coach who's now on the Ram staff. That one would make some sense. You can kind of go around the league and look at – like let's say you're Joe Douglas, you've been in Baltimore, you know the people there, you trust them. You know, they have some good coaches on that staff. Maybe you say, you know what, I'm going to go steal um, from someone on the Ravens staff and I'm going to take James Urban, who's their quarterback's coach. So kind of look at around, look at some histories – and figure
1: it out from there. Yeah, no, I think that, that that makes a lot of sense. You know, sitting with the Giants and they travel out to Minnesota and, you know, you talk about a rebuild. There really wasn't a rebuild. They jumped right back into the playoff conversation. You're hearing some of these hype, you know, uh, promos for the Giants in, on our station, which is kind of kind of awesome. But, you know, the, the, the job that Brian Dable did and the job that Wink did and the job that Kafka did, and I was kind of joking about Kafka getting head coaching, you know, inquiries but you know how long can this stay together If the giants keep having success from a coaching standpoint
3: um i would say not necessarily that long now wink martindale did an incredible job has not gotten a coaching slip yet which i'm surprised about but does seem to be sort of undervalued nationally which is annoying for him i'm sure mm-hmm. and incredibly great for <laughs> uh incredibly great for the giants ridiculous he should get one um you know and then and then Kafka obviously gets one so the answer to your question is probably not that long but I think that's okay you know like Buffalo has this happen to them too every year Leslie Frazier gets slips didn't get one last year they lost day ball this year Dorsey has a slip. this is what you want and the other thing is and this is something my buddy Mike Garofolo always says, I think the good teams want to re-examine themselves on offense at least. Every two or three years. Mm. So if you have a good O.C., he leaves. It's actually not a bad time to go. Hold on. Are we good? Do we know the trends? What are people doing? Let's get some new voices. As long as it's somewhat familiar for the quarterback. I think you're okay
1: yeah and especially if it's if you have a head coach in, in brian dable who's offensive minded and kind of has his, his pulse on it anyways it's not like it's not in conjunction with the thoughts of brian dable which brings me to another question you know we, and this is this is not an indictment really on robert sala but it seems like defensive coaches sometimes have a lot of trouble finding the right offensive coordinator and i know that you gotta it, it is a process to who, who becomes the head coach but there's a reason that offensive guys seem to have a lot of more a lot more success from Sean Payton, to, you know, the Sean McVay, to you know, uh, Kyle Shanahan. Like it just feels like the trend is going more offense, and guys that go defense, they tend to struggle a little bit.
3: Yeah, this kind of bothers me, and it's not your fault, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. This kind of bothers me because the all the longest tenured coaches are defensive guys. That's Belichick, true. That's Carroll, true. Tomlin. That's true. I mean, they are.
1: It's so true. And
3: McDermott also a defensive guy. And so every year, all we talk about is the hot head coaching candidates. And I got a board over there with my big list of who all the candidates are and where they're going and everything. And it's almost all offensive guys. Yeah. But someone is going to hire a defensive guy this year and he's going to be there for 10 years. And so I guess to answer your question, hiring a defensive guy often will bring more stability, dot, 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 assuming they get it right on offense. I guess that's, I guess that's what it is. So maybe it's harder to get it right. But if you do, there's more staying power. Maybe that's the lesson here.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, because that's what we've been talking about all day with Robert Sala who they're going to hire as the offensive coordinator. It almost has to be like a parallel head coach, not necessarily taking his job, but someone who he doesn't have to worry about, right? It's like he, it's he's not micromanaging the offensive right. coordinator. Like he likely had to micromanage Mike LaFleur, who was only, what, 34 years old when he got right. the job.
3: And that's a great point. And that's an argument for bringing in a veteran, who either will get a head coaching job somewhere or just won't. Yeah. Or will be there for two yeah. or three years and then whatever happens, happens. So, I mean, this is obviously a key hire for Sala, but and this is not a justification of anything. But I do feel like they have a good foundation, but you just need the two most important things that an organization could have.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's no, what's crazy about it. You're right. No, I agree with that. Uh, I wanted to at least take it back to the Giants. I, the last thing for me, we're talking to Ian Rappaport here. So, You know, it's funny, one of the conversations that we've had on the air is... Is this house money for the Giants? And, how you know, I don't view it that way. Let's go. You're a Giants fan. you have been sitting on the sidelines for a little more than half a decade at this point. Last time you were in the playoffs, it went sideways quick out in Green Bay. The first quarter, you knew the team wasn't ready to play with everybody <laughs> dropping passes, right? So, and and you know this as well, success in the NFL is, is not always linear. It's not like this incremental growth like A, boom, like you never know. One injury, one free agent defection. No guarantee the Giants are back in the same place next year. So, do you view it, though? As house money. We don't. How do you perceive this game for the Giants with a loss? How would you summarize this season for the Giants? House money. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, to Stop.
3: me, you're ready A success, uh, you're right. Killing There's me. No you're guarantee. killing me. <laughs> There's no guarantee. And look, the Vikings are good. Now, the Giants have been tough and physical and in every game. So I, my guess is it's going to be a good game, and they will at least have a chance. If they lose, I'm fine. They have no business being here. Everything they've done has been all positive. And there is a chance that next year they have to take a little step back as they get the cap in order and kind of figure it out. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, there's, they'll probably pay some guys. So that makes it a little bit harder. And so there is a chance to take a step back, but this is an amazing year regardless of what happens. It gives them, it shows all the players like, this is what we can do. Buy in because this. So if they lose I'm good. If they win, it's also house money. Either way, incredibly successful season for the Giants.
1: Yeah, but one more outside of New York um, is Lamar Jackson. And this situation is confounding. I think he's he's maybe desirable, but maybe not. What's the word on Lamar? Because some people are starting to speculate he's sitting out with this PCL injury because he doesn't want to get hurt because he doesn't want to compromise his next contract.
3: Yeah, this is not contract related. So it's a PCL injury, and he just doesn't feel right. Yeah, and no, he's trying, and everyone's doubting, and everyone has questions, and he just doesn't feel right. And I've never had a PCL. Maybe yeah,
1: I have. I did. I tore my PCL my rookie season. It it was awkward. It wasn't awful. It wasn't painful. It's not like oh god, I feel compromised. It just it's awkward. And you know, for me, I had I kind of had to play with it because I was a second round pick that they were trying to replace. Lamar, he's an MVP. Like he doesn't have to. So it's a little bit different. It's just an awkward injury cuz it's not it's not career threatening but it makes you feel very different than you ever had before.
3: Well, that's a great way of saying it and that's and he does not feel right. Yeah. And so I think, you know, could he go out there and play? I don't know, it's not my knee, but I just know he doesn't feel right and until he does We may not see them, but if they win, we'll try again next week.
0: Yeah, Yeah. actually, I did have one more before we get you out the door real quick. So is there a coach this weekend that needs to win to make sure he's back next season? McCarthy's the main focus. What about Miami? That situation was getting a little sideways. Anybody have to win to keep their job?
3: I mean, I don't know that anybody has to win, but I think if, you know, all those, I think McDaniel is safe. You know, if the Chargers have a really horrendous loss, people will be talking about Peyton if the Cowboys have a horrendous loss, we'll be talking about McCarthy. I don't know if any of that's real, but we're never going to find out unless it happens. That said, I think both teams win, so maybe we won't find out. All right, anyway, man. Good job, game,
0: Ian. Enjoy the games, dude. Appreciate, Appreciate it. Appreciate Ian. Take care. All right. Ian Rappaport. House Money. <laughs> that outsider view. Parachuting <laughs> in with that national, the national profile. I mean,
1: look, from a national profile, that makes sense. I know it, it does. But –
0: you know, if you've seen it in the you, trenches, a little different. Yeah, it is. very a little different. different very different. Yep. 877-337-6666. One more hour to go. We got you till two. That is Colonel Roberts coming up after us. Back to the Coles Next on the fan.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.